are you day, sir? still in here? You already good day, said sir. good day. Good day, sir. Good day. That's just it's, it's Jesus um, Christ. Because I think that what you want in your relationship is you are here, you are recording this podcast, you are just on the top of your game, you mm-hmm. are just doing a thing that you were good at at an extremely high level and she sits there and she sees you do it and that just like you know yeah like what could be more attractive than that what could but you know what i'm saying yeah no i'm with you um maybe if i built stuff or i was like more muscular or like better at sports we're building what are we doing if not building stuff we're building an empire that's true. We're building a we're, podcasting empire. We're That's right. building an emerald city with these grains of sand. You know, I think the biggest thing about what we're trying to do is we're trying to establish ourselves. Yes, first and foremost, as snacking celebrities. That's that's painfully obvious. I don't think we've ever tried to hide that, right? But we're building that on this foundation of... of essentially giving out a public service for free. We don't charge money for this podcast. Do we have, we ever charged a dime for this podcast, Tim one red cent to download it or listen to it. Have we ever made you listen to us? Read a fucking ad. Not one time. Well, there, there was one time where I read some ads, but they were actually ads that I just made up. You know what? I still don't believe that they were fake. And I still believe that you got paid for those, regardless of how many times you've told me that they are fake. But they've, that's, they've never they've never even sent me an Oreo. It's that's a lack of fear and sealing a deal in some way before you went out there and just hoard yourself on our podcast like you did. We provide this podcast uh, as as a public service for people to not waste, one, their hard-earned dollars, and two, their hard-earned calories, Tim. That's more important than anything. Let me tell you, I've eaten some of the fucking stale-ass snacks we've had left over from this podcast, and I regret it every single time. It's not that they're bad. It's that I deserve better. If I'm going to take 370 calories from a Twinkie, it should be a fresh Twinkie and not the goddamn Tiger Tails from three weeks ago. People hear calories and they're like, oh, you're counting calories, you're on a diet. And what they don't realize is that we only have kind of a finite number of calories that we can consume in our entire lifetimes. That's you don't want to true. dedicate that to a stale Twinkie. No, absolutely you don't, not. You don't want to dedicate that to what you think is going to be a delicious chocolate peanut butter filled Twinkie. Oh, uh, man. When I was a fat little kid, I used to eat that thing through and through, even though I didn't like it based on the first bite. That's the biggest change in my life as a person, Tim. When I bite into something I don't like, I throw that shit in the trash. Sometimes I even spit that bite out. I don't have time for that. It's this level of discipline that is, in a lot of ways, antithetical to how we were raised. Because, you know, my parents were the children of people who grew up in the Great Depression. (sighs) Absolutely. And wasting food It's a big no-no. Absolutely not. It's a a big no-no. And now... Now, in a lot of ways, and and uh, this is going to be an important theme, I think, throughout tonight's episode, we have more food than we know what to do with sometimes. We do. We do. And 
that's part of it. It's more of deciding which of the items am I going to eat in the time frame that I have. I remember when I used to get excited about leftovers when I would order, let's say, some fried chicken or a pizza. Now I feel an obligation to eat those in a very limited time span before they're no longer in the window of being good. When I was a kid, Tim, that pizza was good for two fucking weeks. Two weeks in the fridge. In the fridge where I could heat it up and that cheese could get melty again at any point. Two whole weeks. Now, See, I can't identify with this because leftover pizza, Derek, when, when I have leftover pizza around, I am fighting the other members of my family to make sure that I'm getting as much of the leftover pizza as I want. Let me tell you. Now, I'm just speaking, frankly, as a kid, when my mother would order entirely too much pizza, and the only people that would be home would be me and her. That's it. That's it. She'd get two, like, large pizzas for me as a 15-year-old and her, who's going to eat? Goddamn, she knows she's going to eat two pieces. I don't even understand why she needs to order two larges. I'm sure there's some sort of deal going on. Regardless, that's how it would end up in my fridge, and that's how it would stay there for two weeks. I didn't feel Did you like have- eating pizza every day, so it just hung around. And yes, yes, I would still eat it later at a date that I don't even want to acknowledge how far down the road I would eat it. I want to know when the pizza showed up, did you have like a set number of slices that you had to have? Oof. Cause I, I had to eat, I had to eat four slices. I had to eat four slices half of a pizza. And this, this was yes. important to me. And I think a big part of why I eat the way I do today, which is entirely too much is that I, at some point realized that I could eat about as much as my dad. And I had a younger brother and a younger sister, and they would do things like put two slices of pizza on their plate and then eat half a one. Ooh. Or like, or like, like, like take my brother would like take two slices, scrape all the cheese off of both pieces, and then what? eat like half of a piece. Like, what I'm, a goddamn criminal! What the fuck is yeah, wrong with him? Yeah, it, oh, that's it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. that that guy and I even have a relationship today. Right. To be entirely honest, when yeah. I think about this, I'm not even sure how it happened. No, how I, how, I, how we somehow managed to be on speaking terms, you know, 20 plus years later. It's baffling. It's really but, baffling. But pizza is one of the only foods where its quantity is laid out in front of you. The numbers are just on the table, right? In a traditional large pizza, you got eight pieces. Right. And we did you get did you have a particular pizza place where you ordered from? Because we always got Domino's. Uh, we and, actually we actually were very loyal to Pizza Hut. It was in our neighborhood. It was close to us. Um, so Pizza Hut was the place to go. We've we've talked about how precious pizza hut is to our childhoods but yes our 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 local establishment was pizza hut. we did venture outside sometimes to some of like the the local establishments that was run by like some dudes literally from italy that was really good but also very expensive uh but yeah no it it really just came back to down to pizza hut it was always pizza hut yeah, I, I want to say that my my brother, first of all, would not eat anything but Domino's. So that was a big part of the reason we always got Domino's. I think that my parents found Pizza Hut to be too greasy, which in the world of pizza, you're kind of splitting hairs. But 
I think that they would have told you back in those days that Pizza Hut was too greasy of a pizza, and they still get Domino's from the same Domino's. That's still actually yeah. they're you know what they're into now is Papa Murphy's steak and baked pizza, and I can't even talk to them. I, oh, um, I just yeah. like the. Mm. But yeah. to, to me, what makes a pizza good is that it's baked in like a super hot oven for a shorter amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I do not think that take and bake is a revolution. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in frozen pizzas. I think that if you're going to get a pizza, it should just be baked and you should just eat it while it's hot. I am not going to disagree with you. I am going to say that I took part in the take and bake revolution. I found myself to have similar disappointments that you have. Did I care very much? No, not particularly. Right? I think that they made a good enough pizza for a cheap enough price that I couldn't complain about it. Oftentimes, when you go to the pizza section, in the frozen food section at your local uh, grocery or your uh, supermarket, you will find in the frozen section that a lot of those frozen pizzas are quite overpriced. Right, oh. so like what, six, seven dollars. Yeah. So when I found a Papa Murphy's in my area who had a gigantic pepperoni pizza that fed me and my family for days for like five bucks, yeah, I wasn't opposed to grabbing that and bringing it home and having it baked at my convenience. What you're saying is one hundred percent correct. My next door neighbor has an actual brick fire oven in his backyard to bake fucking pizzas i he built it himself and i don't even understand i can't even wrap my mind around it i see and hear him baking pizzas and tim i get jealous every single time there's never a time i've lived next to him for years now years my friendly russian neighbor he's a fantastic guy uh I am, he, he built this himself like he just laid the bricks like himself. It is incredible, the facility that he has out in his backyard for him to grill. And part of it is this uh, brick oven, brick pizza oven that he has, that he literally has, like, you know, the, the puts the wood in and lights it on fire. He does the whole thing. He has guests over. He entertains. It sounds like there's 30 people over there in his very tiny backyard. Uh, I know it's small because I have the same size backyard. I am very jealous of him. Uh, and that is the only circumstance in which I could see you bringing home a pizza that is already ready to be baked uh, but and, I bet, and I having bet that it for his own recipe. I bet he <sighs> a really good pizza. Yeah, so. it's, I can't, don't even start. Don't even start. I have these fantasies about how good it is every single time I hear him going at it and lighting that thing up over there. Uh, I built a very nice barbecue, uh, I would say, uh, I don't know, uh, shack around my my barbecue, existing barbecue area stuff, merely because I needed to feel like I was competing with him in some way, shape, or form. Uh, what I have is pathetic compared to what he's got going on over there. Uh, I thought, what did we call it? Did we call it a pergola or a? Uh, I called palapa? it a meat like castle. A... I called it a meat castle, Tim. That's what I called it. Oh, meat castle. Yeah, it's a meat castle. It's where my meat goes to be ordained into knighthood. It goes from you know uh, civilian meat into very you know royal prestigious meat after I am done cooking it. So that's why it's the meat castle. Uh, I feel like Meat Castle is a lyric from the Dave Matthews song Crash. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm remembering it wrong. It's 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 a euphemism, Tim, is what it yeah. is. You know, but 
regardless, it, it's kind of like, you know, the listeners, it's kind of like the viewers, it's the listeners and the viewers, and, I, you know, much the same, I don't care what they want to call themselves, I just want to welcome them into episode 109 of Derek and Tim Eat Snacks. Derek and Tim Eat Snacks on the internet. It's turning into pizza talk with Tim and Derek. You know, I don't Tonight, want it to be that. Acclaimed uh, world-famous pizza chef Chris Bianco from Phoenix explains where he got his backyard pizza oven and how you can buy one for thousands of dollars from this one little company in Italy, and they'll just ship it to you. I would still like an Instagram. explanation why he thought he could send some pasta and a jar of sauce along with a shirt and some other stuff in the Sportique package and charge the same amount that our friends from Little Miss charged for their package that featured like three times the amount of stuff. But that's neither here nor I didn't even forget it. I didn't even see the Bianco one. It for, was for Man, for the listeners outside of Phoenix, these are these are local restaurants with a cult following, uh, Pizzeria Bianco and Little Miss Barbecue, that have teamed up with a apparel manufacturer that's also locally based to create a gift box that includes like a T-shirt, a hoodie, and then a couple of things from that restaurant. I'm blown away by how perfectly you articulated this scenario that we are describing. I would have never been able to do it. Thank you so much, Tim, for your and then we. It's it's one of those things that you you sent it to me, and as an impulse buy, I just had the tab open on my phone for probably two weeks, and it had the inventory number for my size, and I'm just looking at it, and it's like three left, and then a couple days later, two left, and I'm just looking at it, looking at it, and I'm like, not gonna buy it. I don't need any more hoodies. I. I live in Phoenix where I think the number of hoodies that you probably need to own is in the neighborhood of like maybe three. You need like a heavyweight one, a lightweight zip up, and then maybe a third one that's just kind of a novelty one. And that's like, like that's it. Nobody should have probably more than three hoodies if they live in Phoenix because it's a hoodie is basically like your heaviest winter coat out here. I'm not going to argue with anything you said, and I'm also going to say I have way more than three hoodies. Oh, God, I have like 20 hoodies, maybe yeah, more. It's I have insane. not counted my hoodies, and I don't want to. It's, it would be, it's an embarrassment of hoodies. Right, yeah, we don't need them. We don't need them. We'll switch about. We'll maybe wear, if we each wore our hoodies on each day that required it, we might wear them two days a year. Maybe. Tops. Yeah. If, if you were just committed because there have been days where I would go out, especially in my luxurious stay-at-home dad lifestyle, where I would throw on a pair of shorts and a hoodie and some flip-flops, and that would be my attire for the day. And I'd, I'd be appropriately warm in the morning, a little hot in the afternoon. Then when the sun went down, it was all right. I found that when we went on vacation, Joshua Schlag used to have this outfit combination that consisted of wearing both a tank top and a hoodie. Now, I feel like we've addressed this on this podcast before, but I was taken aback by this, Tim. It's not like Josh is the first person that I've ever seen wear in what I consider to be this ridiculous combination of two items of clothing. It's just that I value Josh's intelligence and I was very 
confused why somebody who I respected the way I did would wear such an ignorant-ass outfit as wearing a tank top and a hoodie. And then, with a, with, a, with a mere few sentences, Josh broke it down and convinced me that a tank top and a hoodie is the absolute best combination of items that you can wear for weather that you aren't prepared for. You're basically covered on all bases. If you wear, like, some socks that could be pushed down or pulled up and maybe some cargo shorts, you're fucking set with that outfit. You're covered no matter what. The hoodie can come off. The tank top can be worn. There's no weather that isn't going to be either tank top or hoodie weather. Right? I mean, no matter what. Especially not here. Not in Arizona. Not in Arizona. Absolutely not. And Maybe the sock Idaho, shorts thing. Oh, that's he got caught in snow while he was camping. The fucking idiot, <laughs> <He did. laughs> dummy. But anyway, the other shit he was right about. Uh, but yes, that's that's why. Like this weekend, I was in San Diego. I went out to see one of what's become one of my more favorite bands, Dirty Heads, perform at a live drive-in concert where we got to drive into the Del Mar Fairgrounds and park our car and get a small designated area for us to exist in. And we could get out of our car as long as we wore our masks and we could dance and we could sing and we could do all of the stuff that you do at a concert. To be honest, Tim, I don't ever want concerts to go back to any other way. This is the way I would prefer for all concerts to happen from now on going forward, period. I love this so much. This was very similar to some of those pictures we saw mid-COVID where they were having concerts in the UK and everybody got what looked like their own little wrestling ring to sit in with their party that was separated from everybody else. This just worked out in a way where I never thought I would enjoy it as much as I did and I enjoyed it 10 times more than I ever thought I could. Now I've told you that at times during this pandemic and I think it happens to everybody where you're staying at home for a long time and you start to miss really random things. You, you start to think about like the kinds of interactions and the kind of things that you would do that you never thought you would miss. And one that crossed my mind and just like really seemed like it would be a good feeling was actually being at a concert, being at a concert where it's kind of hot, where there's a big crowd of people where they're pressed in, where people are kind of dancing around or maybe even like moshing. Like, um, you know, we've gone to some Andrew WK shows together, something like that. Um, and like that feeling of just like moving around and kind of, you know, experiencing music in unison with, with a bunch of other people and just like being sweaty together. That just sounded really good to me. Yeah. That's and gross. I, like that's describing gross. it now, it sounds kind of gross. It's, 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 it's it a gross disgusting. thing. Absolutely. And it's more gross when you think about it in the context of, of the ideas of germ transmission that we <laughs> have to think about every day now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not going away. That part's not going away. But I, um, but I, when I like, that's something I want to do again. I want no, to I, get I, back I, to that. I, I'm with you, man. I mean, you're, you're a hundred percent right. There's, there's weird things that I used to hate that I miss about just being around people. For me personally, it was like 
staying in a hotel this weekend, but not staying in a single room with six dudes. Right? <laughs> like, that was, was so fucking ridiculous and gross, and the whole kind of figuring out who gets to sleep on a bed and which bed and who's sleeping on the floor and all the ridiculous shit we've done in the past just to go on a vacation together and save money because we really don't give a shit at the end of the day. You know, we, we're we're just... Some people that enjoy, like, being around each other and going on vacation. And no matter where we go, no matter what we do, it's like Vegas, where the room is simply there just to store our shit and for us to sleep in. And we don't even care in what configuration we sleep. As long as you can actually close your eyes and fall asleep and then wake up in the morning, we're good to go. And that's been the case at, at several of our, our wrestling trips. It's just, it's weird to miss that. It sounds like an absolute awful situation. Nobody wants to sleep in the same room as Sprung. He's a <laughs> fucking nightmare to be around. And yet, goddammit, I miss him so much. I, I I went on this trip this weekend, and it's just weird because it was with another family. And we're really close with these people, and I get along with them really well. Yet it just it didn't have that same thing, you know? On one of the Saturday nights, we all, like, parted ways at, like, 8 o'clock, and I guess we were expected to go to bed. I don't fucking know. I've never been on vacation and ever been expected to go to bed at 8 o'clock in my life. So it was it was brand new to me. Um, it just it made me miss the hijinks of what we do when we go on our vacations together as friends. You know, it's... It's incredible how much fun we have not doing the stuff that we're in the town to do, but just how much fun we have like in the hotel room or traveling to the event or whatever else. You know, these are the things I miss uh, being being shoved in a car with my friends, you know, that, that kind of shit stuff I never thought in a million years that I would miss. I just did my own mini road trip. I went up north with our friend Brian. Um uh, pipe bomb Brian Gregson that, that uh, some of our viewers may recognize. Um, his family owns a cabin up in northern Arizona, and we basically just made a trip up to like winter it and make sure that the pipes wouldn't freeze. And so that was it. wasn't much of an adventure. Like we we tried to be like masked and distance from each other, even though we were in the same car. Um, it was. Uh, I don't know. It, it felt the whole time like we were doing something wrong, kind of. That's how that's I, yeah, I think that's the thing about my trip to San Diego. Yet, you know, the concert itself had like people who were required to go around and remind you to put on your masks if you weren't wearing yours. Right. And that one thing of all the other stuff. Yeah, we were distance. We were with our party. We were socially whatever. But the fact that they also had paid somebody to essentially go around and harass everybody into remembering to wear their masks because they knew people were going to be like drinking beers and singing songs and hanging out with their particular party, that it was going to be really easy to like take your mask off and just hang out. And it was weird how comforting the existence of that one position was to me. Right, like <laughs> basically the, the the recess monitor. Yeah, the like, like hey, exactly, yeah. right, right, like blowing the whistle. Even though, like, several times I was 
guilty of not having my mask on when she fucking came around. I was very happy to have her. It felt like it was just enough to make me feel comfortable at something that I might have slightly felt different about otherwise. And it's sometimes it feels like we're kind of walking a fine line where on one hand, and and it's, it's something that I think at all levels people are struggling with, but on one hand, we want to do our part to prevent the spread of the virus. At least, at least a lot of people do. I think, I think like, even though like our friends give you an awful lot of crap for it, uh, for some of the things that you've done, like staying in a water park hotel, you're still on board with the idea that we got to do our part to like not spread this virus to people and to try not to contract it ourselves. And on the other hand, we've got these businesses, these, these independent entities that we cherish and value, um, whether it's a, a band like the dirty heads, um, or, you know, even like a, a, a small brewery up in Northern Arizona where Brian and I got takeout, we want these places to stick around. You know, we want musicians to be able to keep making music. It's, it's extremely difficult for people who relied pretty much entirely on in-person business to continue to make money. Right. I think for me personally, Mega Ran really hits home for me when it comes to a lot of that stuff. Right. Because he's our friend. We know him. We are close with him. We love him, and we understand how much his bottom line is being affected by this entire situation. He's one of those people who's trying to do things the right way. He's not trying to go out and get bookings super early. He's not trying to do any of, you know, he he figured out a way to do some concerts online and have a series of concerts available, very similar to what the Dirty Heads did, uh, which is kind of why we went to go see them, right? Like, all this entire summer, one of the things that's helped keep our sanity as a family has been these online concerts the Dirty Heads have done. It was a $10 contribution, and I don't know if it's something I would have done had it not been for someone like Mega Rand in my life, you know? Now, thinking about artists being artists and thinking about them trying to do whatever they they can to make it through this very weird and difficult situation for them. I have no problem spending money on uh, albums or online content or online concerts for artists any longer. And I don't know if I would have been the same, you know, maybe without knowing someone like Megaran, right? Like having that actual real life influence, you know, in my life, knowing how much he relies on people you know, attending his online concerts and everything to make it through this whole situation while he can't, you know, do the thing that essentially is his bread and butter, which is touring and doing concerts. I I have a different, you know, point of view on it. I have happily ordered all of these concerts all summer long. And when they announced that they were doing some, you know, concerts in person and we had another event to attend in San Diego anyway, it kind of just all linked up pers- perfectly for us to, you know, go to the show. I, I like, aside from the person that we had to show our tickets to and the people that came around to make sure we were wearing masks, 
we never even really came across any other people the entire show. You know, it's an hour and a half show. We never, 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 ever, you know, like we just stayed in our little area. There were people parked to the left and right of us, but they were easily over six feet away in their own parking spot. And yeah, like we got to get out. We danced. We sang. We had a good time. You know, we brought our own cooler full of beers. It was a it was a great time, but I never felt in any kind of like danger. You know, uh, I know that that's not an extremely profitable way to run a concert because I'm sure that they definitely couldn't have as many people in there as they normally would have, you know, but, uh, for us, it was an awesome opportunity to at least break out and, and go do something different, which I feel like has been important during this whole thing, despite the safety concerns. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, at times I, myself, uh, you're right. Jared gives me a lot of shit, but, I don't even know if everybody in the chat is staying as home as much as I am because I am literally staying home all the damn time. Some of the only times I leave this house is to go cover Diamondbacks games for the station, which isn't even that often. And uh, a few of the games I've covered, the majority of it from my house anyway, because there's no big difference in being at the ballpark. I can't interview players face-to-face any longer everything we do with them is via zoom anyway. So there's no real advantage to being a reporter in the ballpark anymore. It's just a really weird situation. And I've been out of my house so much, you know, Uh, my daughter is going back to school next week. And one of the things that she has asked me is why am I so happy? She's, you know, going back to school. It, it, It is part of the thing about being around anybody as much as I've been around my daughter during this whole pandemic. I I love her to death. And to be honest, we've gotten along really well, which just shows how much I love her because there is no goddamn way I could be around anybody this much and still get along with them as much as I've been around my daughter. I will just say though, that every single day I feel like she isn't getting an adequate education and every single day, I feel like I like just one more Zoom meeting glitch, one more time of her telling me that she has an hour and 45 minutes between classes, you know, and I and I feel like I'm going to lose it. You know, I just need her to go back and be in a normal school setting and be learning and you know, she she's getting way too damn crafty about how to get around this stuff, you know, and it's it's hard for me to work a job and also play goalie to her, you know, wanting to play with her toys for 25 minutes instead of being on the Zoom meeting that she's supposed to be on. And there's not just the issue of the adequate education. You want your kid to have an adequate childhood. And that's a very difficult thing to balance. And I think one of the areas where maybe we've taken more risks against the pandemic than maybe we should have is just trying to set things up so the kids could have a a little bit of fun, a little bit of normalcy in just being a kid because a year of your childhood, like, you know, some of my most important friendships, I remember my son's in the third grade and, 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 uh, you know, a lot of my most important friendships, uh, in my life, like started in the third grade. Yeah. I can point to that. It's my my daughter's in the second. I don't know. I don't know about second grade, second grade, meh. 
I don't know. That was that was a little in between time. It's it's weird when you think back upon it yeah. and you're like, how much do I remember? That's what sent me into a panic with her because I remember a lot of third and fourth grade. I remember a lot of it. And that makes me nervous. I remember a lot of it. So I'm like, she is in the developmental years where she is going to retain these memories. I need to be careful and very cognizant of what I'm doing. Um, but I also think that, you know, this whole online learning process is, it's, it's just so half-assed, man. I need her to go back into a classroom. I need her to be around her teacher. I need all of that to happen again. It's, it's getting, it's getting better. Like they, cause they had to uh, being very sympathetic to the teachers. They had to pivot from, you know, an in-person learning experience to all of a sudden figure out how do we implement across the board online learning when we had like no plan to do this originally. And so I, I understand the challenge there and I appreciate that they were able to sort of make things more rigorous and more structured as they went along. Like you probably noticed a big difference between the end of the semester of last school year versus the beginning of this school year. Like it's, was that a lot different for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because last year was definitely more of a uh, like feeling around where this has a set curriculum, right? This is this is very like yeah they had their book work they have this everything it's fine. I just need her to go back to a goddamn classroom, Tim. I just I can't do this anymore. And we are at the finish line. Your kids are already back in a classroom. I need my kid to go back to a classroom, Tim. And it's it's another thing, though, that I'm still second-guessing. It's like, am I, you know, who am I putting at risk? Or, are, are you know, are they putting me at risk? If I somebody... Feel, I feel bad for the teachers. That, well, I can't yeah. stop feeling bad for the teachers because they're the ones that, like, have to be in this situation. And, you know, like, we get the choice, right? I don't know if you got that, but we got the choice of if we wanted to continue online learning or send her back to school. And I am like, send her back to school. Yeah. You know? But you're right. Like, we tried our best throughout the summer. We tried to do the things that we could have to make up for it. You know, in a way, uh, you know, that's why you bring up the water park trip and villainize me over it yet again. You yeah, son you're a of monster. a bitch. You fuck you. OK, we had a good time and nobody got covid on my vacation. But that was part of this whole thing. Right. Uh, if it was just me and my wife and we didn't have a child or she was much younger, I wouldn't have given a shit about doing anything. And it would have been easy to lock down. But you have a kid who is sad by the fact that our summer vacation plans had gotten canceled. And I just wanted to do something to make up for it. There was a period of time where we were going through the chat and our friend Neo from the Matt Mania podcast had said he brought up to his kid or his kid was having to do like assignment for school where it was like, talk about your summer and he was all he was all upset about it. And Neo was like, what's the problem? He's like, my summer sucked. You know, like, and so what was funny is he tweeted or he texted us that in the chat. And after he texted us, I was all, hmm, I wonder how Lily feels about our summer. And I was like, hey, Lily, how'd you feel about our summer? And she's like, our summer was awesome. We did so much stuff. And then she started rattling on about all the shit we did. And I was like, yeah, that a girl. 
but it was mostly in-state things that we did similar to the water park trip where it was making up for the fact that we couldn't do the plans that we really wanted to do, which our real plans, much like your real plans, were to go to Hawaii this summer, Tim. We were supposed to go to Hawaii. We were supposed to be dipping our toes in the sand and the beaches of Hawaii, and instead, that didn't happen. We were supposed to be body surfing, snorkeling with sea oh, turtles. With sea we turtles, We were supposed Tim. to be eating all kinds of things, um, like like Kahlua pig and mm. chocolate hoppia cream pie. And win- making me, winning me over on Spam. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, oh yeah, because you really haven't, haven't had Spam until you've had it the way that they do it in Hawaii. Um, like just a, just a plate lunch of Spam and fried rice, and then you finish that off with a slice of chocolate hoppia pie. It's, it's the perfect day. And then you go snorkeling at Shark's Cove. It's, it's amazing. Um, sounds amazing. It yeah. Sounds amazing. But we didn't get to do that because had we traveled to Hawaii, we would have had to spend 14 days in quarantine before getting out and going to do these going fun things. To, to, to whatever was actually even open anyway. Right. Um, yeah, they uh, were. Hawaii was um, extremely locked down. They weren't fucking around either, Tim. And well, they, and they, 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 they arrested. They arrested a lady who was a citizen of Hawaii because she didn't do the mandatory 14-day quarantine after returning from a trip that she took. And she wow. apparently posted pictures of herself on the beach on, like, Facebook or Instagram. And they arrested her, Tim. You know, it, sometimes it feels it feels good. Maybe it's a kind of schadenfreude, but when people post pictures of themselves just absolutely flouting these recommendations that somebody's getting in trouble for it. That How do you good. not just shut the fuck up about it, right? Go out to the beach, do the thing. Don't post the pictures on social yeah. media when they told you not to do the thing. Huh? Or you live in Hawaii and you can stay home for two weeks and then go to the beach. Yeah, that too. You could actually follow the rules, but people aren't yeah. good about that. Um, but yeah, Tim, our plans were canceled. Uh, and you know, one of the parts of our plans would have been flying out to Hawaii and you and I, we would have worn these fun Hawaiian shirts and we would have gotten laid and we would have laughed about it when they said, you get laid, we'd been like, ah! Oh, yeah, because they ah. actually just, they put a necklace on you that's yeah, made of flowers. right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. But alas, this week on this very podcast... That's not going to stop us from picking, eating, and rating a snack that we should have fucking had otherwise and we didn't get to have. This is our second chance at it, and we are not taking it for granted. This week, on this very snack-related podcast, Tim and I are eating American Airlines First Class Aloha Mix Nuts! American Airlines First Class Aloha Mix Nuts! American Airlines First Class Aloha Mix Nuts! Not only is this just a small taste of vindication, 
for us not getting to go to Hawaii. But first of all, this is a better snack than we would have gotten on the plane otherwise, because I was going to fly Hawaiian Airlines in like the worst coach cabin that they had available. And you were going to fly Southwest Airlines, which probably would have been a little bit more comfortable, but, you know, they're not going to give you a great snack. Not at all. Absolutely. We weren't going to get these nuts. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're lucky on Southwest if you get, like, a golden Oreo these days. Oh. Golden Oreos are good, though. The Southwest Airlines used to have better snacks. The old Southwest Airlines snack boxes had, like, these little sausages and this yes. called called Le Petit Fromage. Yes. You remember Le Petit Fromage? Oh, Hell yes, I do. Yeah. Every because Southwest flight, you got this little snack box that had these little cheeses in it, and know, they were great. I used to travel between uh, Burbank and here. Because my dad was the GM of the hotel, as we've discussed on this podcast before, uh, a Hilton in the Woodland Hills area. So, yes, I used to get those every time, and it was a goddamn 45-minute flight, and I still got them. It was marvelous. But that doesn't make up for what's going on now, because right now what's happening is, is that we didn't get to go to Hawaii. We need to travel on a plane. We didn't get to get snacks of any kind. So on this here very podcast, we are taking advantage of the fact that American Airlines apparently had a surplus of their nuts due to the lack of travelers traveling to Hawaii because for reasons. Yeah, this is a company called um, called GNS Food, which I think stands for like Great Nuts Services or something like that. And they have. I um, like it. We're going with that. Great nut services. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. It's 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 their website. I don't care. Great, I don't care. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Their website is greatnuts.com, Derek. Greatnuts.com, and you could take advantage of the fact that these guys roast. Um, uh, according to this website, one mile at a time, they roast 2.4 million pounds of nuts for American Airlines, and they make these fancy nut mixes specifically for the first class cabins. Wow. And are the nut combinations different depending on what regions they're flying to? I think the the Hawaii flights have like the special nut mix. Otherwise, there's just a more plain mix that you get. Ah. This is, yeah, this is the Aloha mix. Um, And you'd only get it in the first class cabin. So this is pretty cool that we're getting it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It doesn't make up for not going to Hawaii, but it's pretty cool that we have it. But we can also feel like we're doing our civic duty because there's this just surplus of snacks lying around now. Yep. And we need to tell you about it so that you can go out, you can buy these snacks, and you can fucking eat them at home and pretend you were flying to Hawaii too, just like we are right now. And they're they're pretty reasonably priced. You get you get a huge bag of nuts. Like I got we we each have a one point two five pound bag of this mix, and I think it cost me something like twenty five dollars shipped. And they ship them, like, instantly. It's a gigantic bag. It's It's so big. And I only have one of two. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, It has roasted salted almonds, cashews in it, pineapple, which I am obviously a fan of, pecans, pina colada. Pina colada pecans is what it says. Pina colada pecans. These are, like, they're very, like, very sugared looking. That's the part that I'm pretty excited about is the I'm excited about the whole thing. Um, It comes in a very nondescript package. It's kind of like they repurposed the the cocaine bags that they found through TSA and put the nuts in them. 
I am not saying that's actually where these bags came from. Is that, you think that's a cocaine bag? I, like, does cocaine come in like a? I guess like a Ziploc bag is probably too expensive. Like you don't, you don't. The Ziploc is like for your final end consumer. Yeah, you're like, not. Yeah, you're like not big. putting it in a zip. Why do the, you need to reseal a giant bag of cocaine? You're, you're packing. You're, a you're just. Kilo. You're just gonna cut that cocaine up and then you're gonna sell it off. You don't. You don't reseal it, Tim. You're just gonna pronouncing it cocaine until I say something, aren't you? <laughs> I just completely, yeah, I completely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm already, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped up on these nuts, Tim, and maybe it's because of the traces of cocaine in this bag, but I am ready to go. I am ready to All go. Right, There's fruit. Is that a date? I got a date in here. I don't know. Let's go. I'm no, ready. No, no, no. I this. think it's just, it's just pineapple and the, and then these aren't dates. They're um. I think that's just the pecans. The, all right. The pina colada pecans. All right. Let's go. Let's fucking pina colada pecans. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day That's the island greeting that we send to you From the land where palm trees sway here we know that Christmas will be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Melikilikimaka is a wise way To say Merry Christmas to you Melikilikimaka is a thing to say On a bright Hawaiian Christmas day I'm trying to load up a bite with like a little bit of each... Yeah, you want your first bite to be a good representation of the whole mix. Maybe. That that goddamn pina colada pecan is incredible. Yeah, this one nut takes it takes it all the way over the top. That makes you feel like That's stupid how good that is. Yeah. It's just like aggressively tropical. It's like that one nut is trying to be your whole island vacation. Yeah, like, I'm okay with the rest of the nuts. Don't get me wrong. They're not bad nuts. Um, the problem is, is the presence of that one nut makes me want nothing but that nut. There are not... There are not enough pina colada pecans in this mix. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely they are not. Yeah, even if you try to break them up or something like that, you're not going to get one in every handful by any stretch. It's it's not like they're going cheap on this because there's a lot of cashews and a lot of almonds here. There's not cheap nuts like peanuts, but the macadamia nut, which is kind of the signature of Hawaii, is conspicuously absent. They do have a different mix. It's like the... Let me see if I can find the name of it. It's Aloha. Oh, shit. Derek. What happened? Since I was on there, they have added other nuts that you can get. So the elite status Hawaii mix. Oh, no. It's just nuts, and that has pecans. But that's not what I'm, what I'm worried about. Uh-huh. They've added... Just these candied pecans that you can get. Orange pecans or cinnamon pecans. Oh, buy a bag of those. I'm trying to see if you can get just a bag of the Aloha pecans, because or the, the pina colada pecans. Yeah. Sesame sticks. 
They're 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 breaking it out now into these individual components. They're they're ready to sell you every part of the nut mix. Give me a fucking pina colada bag. I don't care how much it cost him. I just had another one. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, they got banana chips. What are they selling on here? Show me. I understand. Because, like, the pina colada pecan is so good that it would make you, like, yeah, quit your job and, like, sell your house, right? Yeah. So you can't have that many in a mix. You gotta, you gotta level it out and be reasonable, they, but... Despite their selling of individual candied pecans, they do not sell the pina colada pecans individually. Of course they can't. You can't do that. You can get orange pecans... You can get praline pecans. Oh, and you can get, there was a third one, cinnamon pecans. And I'm sure they're right great. I'm sure all of those are great because these right guys there. know how to roast a nut. Oh, fuck yeah. You can't roast that many millions of pounds of nuts without knowing how to roast a nut, there. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Now, this mix of nuts is incredible. And the... The praline pecan goes a long way. Like, as long as you have that in your handful. At some a couple, point. A couple of those pineapple chunks. Like, one morsel of pina colada pecan is all you need to energize. Like, two handfuls of nuts. To, yeah, yeah, to energize that whole thing with the island flavor that, that you're looking for. Right. On your first class flight, to either help you fondly remember the island vacation you just went on, or get excited about the island vacation you're embarking on. Oh, my God. That was that was thunderous. When you get the piece of pineapple and the pecan at the same time with some nuts. Oh. My apologies, viewers. I just I'm beside myself. With how good this one nut is in this mix. Now Cashews, everything else, it's not bad at all. Yeah, it's just none of it is good as this fucking pecan. I would Honestly, literally, I'd, I'd pull a, I'd pull a Cartman with the chicken, where he ate all the fried chicken skins off of all the chicken, <laughs> and I'd go through this whole bag and eat every one of these motherfuckers out. I'm not even lying to him. And I would do it. Yeah, I would. I would do it guilt free. I would do it guilt free. I would not feel bad about doing it at all. The thing where Homer goes in the fridge and opens up like three different cases of Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. Sees each one of them. He's eating all the chocolate uh-huh. and then yells, Marge, we need more vanilla chocolate and strawberry ice yeah. cream. Right. I need more of these nuts just for the pina colada pecans. Yeah. And one of, I mean, I guess maybe they. They just don't have extra lying around because they use them for this particular mix. I don't know what to say. And this is a it's a challenge for us as snackologists. Right. I'm, a, I'm supposed to judge this whole thing? Yeah. They're, mm, there's just one incredible item. Yeah. If you took it out, 
Yeah. This would still probably be the best mix of nuts I'd ever had on a plane. Like, you know, it's not a very high bar, but... Well, what I like about it is, to be honest, it's not overly salted. It's not overly roasted. It's not... It's just very good, but it's also very plain. Yeah, it's, it's well-balanced. The pineapples aren't overly sweet. You don't get... Even if you have a lot of those pineapple chunks, you don't get, like, an overwhelming, like, pineapple-y flavor. Outside of the ridiculously, outstandingly good fucking Aloha... Pina Colada Pecan, everything else in it blends together in a very civil manner. But when you bring that pecan into the party, everything goes crazy. They, they did this on purpose. Like, they had to have calculated this, done the math here to understand that we're going we're gonna to have all these, like, pretty good nut flavors, your cashews, your almonds, and your, your dried fruit flavor, the pineapple. Those are all going to kind of... Those are all just sort of backup singers. Yeah, right. Do, and we're do gonna, the superstar. We're gonna let yeah this this just superstar come on on stage and do his thing. Uh huh. We know pineapple has some 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 pipes to it. Oh yeah. But it's no yeah. Any one of these, it's like it's just like it's, you go in with a bunch of these like just seasoned studio musicians who are very good at what they do. Right. But they also, you know, they know when they're when not to be in the spotlight. They know how to be just part of a band. Yeah. Yeah. And you that's, who, that's I'm, the type of thing that comes with experience. You know, you don't you don't get that from somebody who's just like playing in a band for the first time. I'm gonna give a lot of credit to the cashews in that sense. Cashews are usually something that kind of stand out in a standard nut mix. Oh, yeah. I like cashews. These cashews, they're way in the back, man. Yeah, they're taking it easy, but they're... I'm, I'm at the end of my plate. I'm just sort of pouring this onto a plate. My last handful was mostly cashews. And I'm not mad at them. Not cashews even a little bit. No. Cashews, cashews are the nuts that when my when my grandma had like a thing of you know planters mixed nuts oh. that was left over from her card game. Like I'd I'd go in and eat all the cashews. That's what I was doing. Just like just like you're doing on the plane with <laughs> the Aloha Pina Colada pecans. I'm stealing every single one of those. Every, every single one. If you're just, re just reaching over into your neighbor's uh, oh, yeah. ramekin of yeah. nuts. Yeah. You gonna eat that? I'm pulling that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Not even, you don't even ask. You just, you grab one. You grab one, you pop it in your mouth, and then when he gives you a look, you're like, are you gonna eat that? Alright. That's, that's the follow-up. Mmm. They've been sitting on your tray for 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, like put put down your audiobook for a second. Pay attention to the nuts. They're a free game at that point. We have a long trip to Hawaii, but I'm poking at your nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say here. Like, on one hand, 
these made me really sad that I didn't get a chance to go to Hawaii. But I would have never gotten a chance to experience these nuts because there was no way I was flying American Airlines first class. Nope. That wasn't happening. So, this has actually been a joy. Oh, no, man, if, I, if I ever do rebook that trip, I'm going to think about it now. I'm going to be like, well, maybe I should just stock up on some of these nuts ahead of time because they so, say you can put them in the freezer for up to a year. So worth it for the nuts. Yeah. But then I'm gonna think about it. Like, maybe, like, could I could I open a credit card and maybe get enough American Airlines points to just like fly first class to Hawaii? Probably not. Tim, a lot of things could happen between now and the actual end of the pandemic. Yeah. There may never I, actually be an end to the pandemic. Who knows? There might not. That's depressing as shit. But regardless, whether there is or isn't, we still need to rate these nuts. So to rate these nuts. Uh-huh. And regardless of what we rate them, we need to eat them. Because what is America going to do with a surplus of nuts? I don't know. Everybody should get on orders of nuts because we yeah. need nuts in our mouth. Because, and then people who are just making these delicious nuts, we got to keep them in business too. That should be a slogan for 2020. <laughs> it sucks, but put some nuts in your mouth. Right? Yeah. I mean... Hey. Look, I'm not, get your minds out of the gutter perverts. I'm not trying to encourage any kind of illicit behavior in any way, shape, or form. I'm merely saying, go out and buy yourself some of these nuts. We'll put the link in the description. Strongly encouraging you to. And I'm giving away our ratings a little bit by just saying that. Obviously, you know it's a 5+, plus, just based on me saying that we're going to tell you to go buy these nuts. But Tim... I am going to step aside now. I've run my mouth plenty on this podcast, and I'm going to let you have the floor and tell us your rating for American Airlines, Aloha Mix, first class, nuts in your mouth. All right. In the interest of objectivity, I have to set aside just how proud of myself I feel for 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 helping the economy, for like... Oh, I bet you're you so know, proud of yourself. Snacking us toward a better future. I yeah. am so smug right now. I bet. I can it is only ridiculous. Imagine. Yeah. I I cannot let my smugness affect my rating. It's going to. And I will not. But what does affect my rating is that we've got an already pretty good mix of, of premium nuts and dried fruit. And then throw in this one candied nut that just takes it incredibly far over the top. This um, first class Aloha mix gets a nine from me. Mhm. Yeah, I uh, I wanted to get a couple more bites in while Tim was talking. I did. I even had like a couple of little pours, like little small pours, where I didn't get an Aloha pecan. Uh huh. And I, I'm not even mad. I think if I if I went for like a whole snack of these and and, and didn't get one, I'd be upset. But but they're they're in there. Maybe they're sticking to the bottom. They're in there. I understand why the American Airlines Aloha Mix Pina Colada Pecans cannot be available as an individual item that you buy. People would sell their children. They would give up on life. They would do whatever they needed to to get the money to acquire these almonds. 
or pecans, excuse me. They're amazing. They're incredible. I can't say enough about them. We've talked about how all the other nuts are are a wonderful backup band to the lead singer that is the Pina Colada Pecan. But it's it's hard to describe how good it is. It's sugary, it's tropical, it's delicious, it's amazing. Um, my only complaint about this entire bag is that there aren't more of them in there, yet I understand why there can't be more in there. It's, it's a very weird dichotomy for me. I can't explain it because I want more, Yet I also see the need to not include more. Uh, I'm it's, conflicted. You know what's a, what's a good example here is is the Crunchberry. Now the Crunchberry has never been as good as this, but somehow the Oops All Berries diminishes what a Crunchberry can do in a bowl of Captain Crunch. You're so right, Tim. You nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Maybe, in this case, the pina colada pecan is so good because it is surrounded by these key players, right? Like, LeBron James couldn't win a championship on his own. He had to have a Matthew Dellavedova with him at one point, right? He had to have key players with him. He had to have people that you might not consider to be as good or even championship worthy at his side in order to elevate his game and get him where he needs to be for a championship. And that's how I feel about the Pina Colada nuts. It is the LeBron James of the nut world. And no matter who it's surrounded by, it's going to win championships. For that very reason, I give this snack a 9.5. Craig? Please drink your beverage. The rest of you, if you're playing at home, you can drink along as well whenever we get a half a point off. Tim? Aloha, Craig. Aloha, Tim. I will see you next week. I will see you next week. Hey, and you know what? No matter how far we travel, no matter whether we're on vacation or not, I want you to know that at my in my heart, I sincerely sincerely want everybody to know that I want Nazis to go fuck themselves. Fuck you, Nazis. Fuck Nazis, Tim. It is also our civic duty to stand up and say, fuck Nazis. <laughs>